Hello, listeners, and welcome to the newest episode of the OdaFest podcast. I've got Dio and Nancy with me today. You and thought I'm... it was going to be Angelo, but it no. was actually Dio all along. It was me, Kuno Dioda. And I'm Kuno Jay, <laughs> and I'm happy to have these two wonderful ladies join with me today for another episode. Uh, it's clearly fall now. Have you felt like the chill in the ear? Have, have you guys gone out for a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I have. It feels like fall. It does not feel like summer anymore outside. Yeah. It's yeah, really uh, weird that we're getting all that smoke now instead of in the summer summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because normally when we get like wildfire smoke and it's like kind of campfire smelling, it is in yep. the summer, but it's definitely like it's here now, but it wasn't here all summer at all. Right. Mm-hmm. Last night was actually pretty bad, but I'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, Dio, first and foremost, congratulations on being or rather becoming one of Odafest's board of directors. Yay! A member yes, that's me. of an yeah. elite group. <laughs> yes, I am a director at Odafest now. That Hell yeah. Tour. From wee babby cosplayer to... To twi- here. <laughs> to, to board, ga- uh, board gamer. Board of director <laughs> member. Board gamer. <laughs> and also occasional board gamer. <laughs> yeah, this is true. I am an occasional board gamer. But yeah, um, yeah, maybe to give some context, because I don't know how much of the viewership knows about the board of directors, and it's not yeah. really like a super um, convention guest-facing kind of role. No. Um, especially since like I started as an attendee. Like mo- I think most OdaFest members start as attendees, mm-hmm. um, with the exception of like those who have been with OdaFest for like since its inception, where it was like, yeah. hey, we've been a part of OdaFest because we created OdaFest, which is mm-hmm. like, okay, that makes sense. But in my case, I I started attending OdaFest as an attendee in 2007. And the joke that I always tell people is that it was my first con and I didn't know that you could come in plain dressed clothes. So I came in a cosplay because I thought like you, I thought that was like the dress code, like was like you were supposed to come and wear cosplay. You know, that's not like a bad interpretation in a sense either. Like, I mean, no pressure, no pressure, obviously. Very intimidating. Could be. (laughs) But for me, it was really fun. Yeah. Like I, I, I went and I had a great time and I was like, oh, okay, I see that you don't have to wear cosplay. But, but why I want wouldn't to. you? <laughs> do you? Do you remember what you were, what you wore for that yes. first Odafest? That very first Odafest. There aren't. I wish I had pictures, but I don't have any pictures. But I went with my best friend at the time, and we made homemade Sasuke and Naruto. Oh. That's great. Like, like, like we went and we got like, like I had a blue t-shirt and I had like white shorts and we had like Birkenstocks. Like we, we, we we really were like, we were like just, you know, we were middle schoolers and we're like, how are we going to make a costume? Mm -hmm. Um, Did you Naruto run everywhere? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All (laughs) over the hill, right in front of the chicken, everything. Like the the, the true like experience. And it was great. Wait, 2007? Yeah. Oh. So here's the thing, I that was my first year as staff. Uh, not as staff's not the right word. I ran. I was running the maid cafe, but I wasn't really yet staff. Uh, although so it I was guess like, like a volunteer. Like a, yeah, it was like a staff level event because I was sort of like uh, administering almost all a con- of it. I was almost a contractor in a sense. Like I was sort of like <laughs> outside and doing like a big sort of event for Odafest. But I probably wouldn't have seen you because that year I was just super busy. I, like that was the first year of Maid yeah, Cafe. Yeah, you would have I been in to... the Maid Cafe the whole, the yeah, whole weekend. And I don't I even think, like it's so weird that like I bought a ticket, I attended, but I didn't even see like most of the events. Like I spent most of my first Odafest just outside meeting people and t- like taking pictures that are now long oh. gone. I'm because I don't shivs. have the, the the Facebook archive to 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 see them. I'm getting shivers. Um, I'm 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 like that. It makes me so happy to hear that. And... Yeah, like I, I, that that was how I enjoyed oh. myself, and I had so much fun that I came back the year and the year after that, and then I didn't become staff until 2015. Yes. And I don't even remember. I think my first staff role was I was helping um, Bayfar with uh, the like website. Internal. Like I was doing mm-hmm. website management. Right. And right. then from the website, I ended up in um, helping with some of our gaming tournaments. And that's how I ended up in gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that. And I did that for a long time. And then last year, um, I switched into special guests 
And that's how I started working with the special guests team. Mm-hmm. And then this year now, I'm going to, like, obviously I'll be continuing with special guests because, like, I, I love cosplay guests. And that's, for me, it's very exciting to, like, continue to see how we can bring awesome people who know awesome things about cosplay back to Odafest. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I will be having, helping even more in the back end of the organization as a director. Um, and what that means is, like, the directors, the board of the directors are essentially, like, it's the big body that governs um, and, and maintains Odafest. So, mm-hmm. like, a lot of stuff is, is, is still delegated to um, the, the overall staff body. So, like, you know a big part of like being a leader is proper delegation. And it's like, you know, we elect the best people um, possible to manage things like guests and manage things like um, our policies and manage line control and mm-hmm. all of these different events, vendors, artists, made cafe, all of these things that come together to make Odafest great. Um, but at the end of the day, there has to be a governing body that is responsible for, how do we make sure that these things happen and they happen mm-hmm. on time and they happen in a way that's safe and also is, um, you know, lawful yeah. and, and, and you know, is morally ethical. But also, you know, how do we make sure that these things are funded? You know, how you do know, we uh, it's delegate a, it's, the, the funding board does like yeah the board does sort of like perpetuity uh essentially like what yeah they 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 they're the group for Odafest that looks uh you know two years three years five years ahead whereas we have another group which can have some intermingling in terms of titles but in terms of roles like what they're expected to do um there's sort of the year of group and the future group and board of directors is a future group and then what we call the chairs and vice chairs um are essentially hey what's happening this year who are we bringing in this year how are we marketing ourselves this year what's the theme for this year those are the things that we focus on i'm more of the latter i'm def- i'm uh, i'm not a chair but i'm in that chair group sort of where yeah, it's expected exactly. of me to help organize things on a yearly basis what are we what are we trying to reach for what goals are we hitting and then we'll take a step back later on after the con is over if we have a con <laughs> in regular <laughs> yeah. years right and then we like to see it but yeah it's uh it, having known dio even not having known dio from the you know, our first years sort of being at Odafest physically, but having known Dio for so long and sort of literally, I don't know, it's always been, it's always great to see friends progress and yeah, take on and new do challenges new things and, and take and on new challenges. Yeah, especially things that they love. For me, it's exciting just because like, as you, as you said, it is like the board is very much like looking forward. How can we preserve Odafest and make sure that Odafest is going to continue to function and exist? How does know, Odafest survive per, Corona? Perpetu- yeah, exactly. Like, let's how be honest. Odafest like, that's, survive Corona? That is a big thing, a thing right now. Yeah. Is how do we do that? And it's because, you know, we're all motivated. Each of us have our own different motivations for why we want to see Odafest continue. Right. Um, for some people, for some of the board, it's because they have children now and, you know, they want their children to be able to experience the Odafest that they helped build. And I know yeah. for me, it's like when I think back 10 years, because in, in the case for me, it's literally over a decade. When I think back to 10 years ago, my very first Odafest, how much fun I have and, and how much of like an important part and of, of like my formative years it was to me. It's like, mm-hmm. I want that same healthy fandom experience that I experienced to be available for people in our city, whether it's next year, the year after, you know, right. into perpetuity. I want other people to be able to enjoy Odafest the way I enjoy Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Nancy, well, when was your first year? Uh, as an intent, as an attendee. Let's it do was both. 2002 or 2003. Ooh. That's wow. So cool. Were you, I think were you, were you, were you, uh, uh, otaku, uh anime club or no no No. i actually never officially joined it was just sort of uh like you sort of just know the circles like it's a very small community at the time Uh, yeah for sure like that was way back but Um, i never officially joined the club okay fair enough uh but my first year actually as like volunteer helping to run an event i think was helping sean way back in the day 
with the karaoke contest, the idol contest. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my so goodness. Oh. Yes. Judge because they were like, oh, Nancy, you've done musical <laughs> training. Why don't you go do the karaoke contest? I was like, okay. Yeah. Unintentional nostalgia run. <laughs> wow. Yeah, unintentional mention of many nostalgic it's things. True. Um, in the same sort of vein, uh, I had a birthday recently, and we had a dinner, uh, well, at the time of recording, the night before. And obviously, COVID's been a thing, and social's been a thing. And we did go to a restaurant, but, you know, restaurants have their own social distancing measures, so we observed all of those, and very respectful of all that. But at the end of the night, I we, we sort of, like, it was, the restaurant closed at 9, so we were out of there. And then we kind of just stood around in the parking lot for like an hour and a half, just right, talking. Right, just talking. Oh, like, where else can it was go? so good. <laughs> That's the like best that part about birthdays. It, it happens often, but we don't have the opportunity for it to happen anymore. Yeah, you know? especially this year. Yeah, like like the the standing in the parking lot talking is not like a new thing. It's just you could feel the social sort of like need. The, um, I have missed bit. socializing with you in person. Face to face, yeah. And it's mm-hmm. nice, even if I have to do it wearing a mask and standing six feet away from you, it's mm-hmm. still nice to have something. Right. Uh, it was just, I don't know. It felt, that was probably the best part, seeing like friends and um, like people got me stuff and I appreciated it. I got some really interesting things. <laughs> Ooh. Interesting. interesting. Interesting as in... Things that I just would never thought I would receive in a box for a uh, for a gift, and nothing lewd either. Just interesting. Uh, I got a Ooh. roast chicken. <laughs> Wait, you got a box of what? I got like a roast chicken, one that you would get from like a Safeway or a Costco. <laughs> but, just a, okay, just a roast chicken. Here yeah. you go. Here's a roast chicken. I got uh, na wang bao. Like, oh yeah. Like Yummy. the yolk custard buns. <laughs> oh, <laughs> again, yes. these were in a, this was outside after like the the, the restaurant and the, like this is not part of the restaurant food. This is this is they, someone was, bought the, this they, they for you gifts. and held on to it to give you. <laughs> yes, uh, I got a couple of packages of like wagyu beef. <laughs> oh, yeah, bala bala. I got um something more standard a very nice card actually like a really nice you know how papyrus is pap, yeah papyrus is out of out uh of business Isn't i think in store yeah, yeah. they're gone yes or they I are think gone they, i think they just produce like i think they're back down to just merchandising if that makes sense they're, yeah like they're I back think... to just commerce like e-commerce now. yes they're yeah, not yeah doing, exactly like, they don't have in-person anymore. stores where you can go buy cards and stationery and stuff yeah, yeah. and Oh, uh, uh, Miko, I'm, you guys know Miko. He yes, of course. made super nice fruit tarts, <gasps> which was like, oh, like, like the dude knows how to make food. I hope that you guys have, like, have the chance I to have. have his food someday. But, uh, Miko, food is so good. Can I ask for tarts? Miko. I mean, I don't see why not, but Miko, please. <laughs> it's funny because I had another group of friends there that were, um, two of them, they're already married. But they were going to get the ceremony done in like late August of this year, which never happened, unfortunately. But they right. scooch it back because they want to still celebrate with friends. So they didn't know Miko because I invited a couple of different sort of grand friend groups, I guess. And uh, we, I guess I'm going to connect Miko with them because they now want a wedding cake from Miko. Oh! Oh, Miko doesn't do that. this stuff progress- like professionally either. Like it's it's he's it's a, a hobbyist, hobby. yeah. but he's very good at it. It's in the same way that like Dio's very like I would go to Dio for if I needed something made like you know sewing wise you know or if I I have actually asked Nancy for voice clips not very often but I have so in the same in the same way right but except yeah. Nancy it's not a hobby she's a professional god damn it <laughs> so. <laughs> you can do it um yeah i don't know and again just i i saw one of my oldest best friends i invited him and he was able to make it out and uh honestly just 
we can't ask for very much this year, but I got a lot out of it last night. I was, it was really great. I, I hope that we can do more things soon, but mm. Aww, it was fun. So sweet. Me too. That's adorable. I hope so too. I'm just, I can't believe working I got from home chicken. and not being able to see people. <laughs> it's just like, man, I miss socializing. Yeah, I like, do. Digital is fun, and it's fun, and it, it it's a different kind of social energy. But like, there's something about seeing your peeps in in, in the flesh. Yeah, like being actually, you know, next to them and seeing them and seeing all the body language. Right. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's it's next level. Um, anyways, mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm old now, so. Congratulations. Okay. Thank you. You know. <laughs> uh we know but you know what speaking, fuck being old i want to talk about something new okay so speaking of things that are old the final fantasy franchise is old. yes it's so, old new, new 16 trailer Woo! yes i'm so excited what'd you guys what'd you guys think of it <laughs> i've I, seen dios i've seen dios on, I, on fucking I, discord i'm happy <laughs> i'm happy i happy. listen i was like knowing square's release schedule with all of these franchises i was like until i physically see a trailer like this game is not real i don't care what the rumors say the game's not real it's not Dude, coming remember, out and then remember they how long a trailer. 15 took to to get out and it was just like it was years it was years. years of being passed from intern to intern so i just was like i'm so happy to see a trailer like i'm excited and it's very much like from the trailer it it's very interesting because it does look like it's a little bit of a return to form towards um older final fantasy with a more medieval yeah kind it of... looks very high fantasy yeah that, yeah. that, that european uh sort of influence right yeah. yeah, which is nice. very interesting because we haven't seen that in so yeah, long. Not since, yeah. honestly, not since seven. Uh, not since seven. Seven was sort of the first one departure to kind of push that it. to departure. I would say eight <clears throat> kind of came back a little bit because eight definitely has a lot of uh, European influence. But it still and is then, very much like a modern, like oh, yeah, sci-fi sure. modern style era. Thing. Yeah, yes. for sure. I would but, say uh, like the real return to form was like eleven and twelve, and then they went back to kind of like modern sci-fi fantasy right. with like thirteen, um, fifteen, <laughs> and then fourteen is kind of like this throwback to hey, let's go back to what we did with eleven, but like make it better. Pretty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so interesting that you mentioned that. I heard that the development team that will be working on 16 will be the one that worked on the online ones, so 11 and 14. Yes, 14, which is, it makes a lot of sense because, like, a lot of people were like, huh, some of the character designs look like 14. Um, it looks very inspired. It's like, yeah, it's the same director. It's the same, um, it's uh, Business Development Unit 3 over at Square Enix. So it's like, yeah, it is, like, you can see that there's sort of, like, some thematic influences in the team that they they like to to keep in the in the projects that they're working on but Mm -hmm. i'm just excited because i'm like this looks really like they're they're starting you off i'm really interested in this main character mostly because like he's presented in the trailer as this like very like cute like genki boy right and he's like a (laughs) a knight and he's got his Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. his his like little the little boy uh, royal character that he's protecting and mm-hmm. then by the end of the trailer we've seen like something bad has happened and now he's older and yeah. gruffer and he's, he's like grown up. outlaw his, his optimism and like, has been taken away from him and I'm like that's my type man like that's my character <laughs> trope I love seeing like a could cute replace, innocent could... happy character yeah. and then they just progress into like this like jaded bitter scruffy outlaw like I, I right. love that I live as for much that. as you love Cloud. The problem with Cloud, like, thing. I, like, he's the same thing, but he doesn't get he doesn't get he he doesn't have as much drastic character development in in a sense. Like he's always got that like sort of brood to him, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm he happy. doesn't get as scruffy, but it's the same kind of like you take this character's like naivety and innocence, and you just corrupt it, and and you make them do something. <laughs> and that's about what it. gets Dio going. <laughs> and I just, I yeah. just love that. I'm just, and I'm here for that. I love a broken boy. 
<laughs> oh <do>. boy. <laughs> anyway, Jay, what about you? Did you have any specific thoughts about it? So it's difficult for me uh, in terms of like analyzing it so well because the truth is I haven't played a Final Fan I haven't played a modern Final Fantasy. The I'm planning on playing nine in the next two years. <laughs> Woo! Um, That's a good one. I'm happy for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I, you know, I'm still. It's just that I haven't had a PlayStation and uh, ever, so that kind of makes it more difficult. Um, with that being said, it definitely ha- has all the European feels, all that like the like we're hitting on all the right notes about sort of high fantasy. Um, didn't see a lot of magical uh, creatures other than like summon level creatures, which I thought mm-hmm. was interesting. Didn't see any sort of. There was one goblin. One goblin thought, showed up uh, in like the. I but that's sort play. of chocobos. That was <gasps> it. Yeah, yes, the chocobos, chocobos were there too. That's true. But I wouldn't mm. say we saw any like moogs. We didn't see. Oh, there uh, was a Marlboro. Like... There was a Marlboro too. Yeah. Yes, that's right. There was. Yeah, but like those are like enemies. I'm talking sort of like. Uh, your common oh, friendly friendly sidekick, the friendly sidekick cute ones. Yeah, we didn't really yeah, see any of those aside really... from like the chocobos. But the chocobos were more like these are war birds. Like they're not yes. like your right. pet war bird. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, 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 I don't know if they'll have moogles. Um, I hope the moogles come back as more of their evilies imagining, where they're like they're a whole race of just very technologically savvy people. I, right. I really liked that interpretation of Moogles rather than just having like this one rarity that you happen to have because you are the main character TM. Right. Yeah, that would same, definitely be interesting. In, like sort of in that same vein, like I'm not expecting to see like a Viera specifically, but just sort of like I, I'm uh, there's usually some sort of sort of demi human or like yeah, not quite regular not quite humanoid human. race. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, or some intelligent animal, like, you know, you have, like, Red 13 or something. Like, you, there, it, it doesn't, like, it looks like a very sort of human-forward cast so far, which is, like, not a problem. I, I was just kind of curious. Uh, another thing is it looks so action-y. Yes. Yeah. And maybe that's me not knowing and sort of. I will say that there is a reason for this, and it's because a couple years back... Everyone was very interested because Square Enix had hired the previous battle director from the Devil May Cry series from Capcom. Oh. Um, and people had theorized that, oh, maybe, like, he's going to be the battle director for the next, like, mainline Final Fantasy game. And at the right. time, he was like, no, no, you guys are just talking a bunch of hoopla. Like, I'm going to be working on Final Fantasy Remake, which he did. And mm-hmm. they were like, oh, okay. He is the battle director for Final Fantasy 16. So oh, it doesn't surprise me that it's going to, it's, it looks very action-y. And I have right. a feeling it's going to very much play like an action game. Because their game director is a guy who is just, he his his bread and butter is action games. I mean, that's just, cool. Just looking at the Marvel fight was, I was just like, oh, am I back in the swamps? In, in Witcher 3, like, this looks very familiar. It has so. that feel, for sure. Like, they did a great job with the environment. Obviously, it's going to look stunning. Um, I have a question, actually, about the summons that I mentioned earlier. One of yeah. them is obviously Shiva, right? Yeah. Yes. So, so, the big... So, like, there's a there's an element in there where it looks like sort of uh, either... I can't. I, I don't remember everything from the trailer because I watched it like when it came out, but I haven't looked back at it since. Um, but it's like the little boy or someone controls, like, like I think there's like they're they're implying like a fire spirit or yes. You know, okay, I can thing. explain this. I can Did, explain this for was you. Was that supposed to be Efrit? I've watched the, okay, so yes, but also no. So it looks like from the trailer and what a lot of people are theorizing and what seems to be the case is that this is going very much back to like what Final Fantasy XIV had where you have icons, which is what they're calling the summons. And um, basically you have a human vessel, that person embodies that summon and is able to essentially become that summon. Um, and that that's how summons it looks like summons are going to work like that so the little right. boy 
Joshua. So it looks like there was a female character who people are speculating her, the the summon she becomes is Shiva. The little boy, uh, and in the start of the trailer, the Shiva is fighting Titan, um, Mm -hmm. which is like the the rock summon. And then the little boy becomes Phoenix, um, which is a a fire deity. Um, And the the, the way that they hint at him being the Phoenix is like he heals the, the main character in the trailer, which is like, you know, phoenixes have healing powers they rise from the ashes yada 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 and he's fighting he becomes um he he becomes like he's forced to become phoenix i guess before he's supposed to or before he wants to uh, it looks like in the trailer and he's being forced to fight ifrit who is someone else interesting you guys got way more out of that story than i did i'm not gonna lie to you i watched that trailer like 10 times because I was just so invested and I wanted to see yeah. your, like everything that's going on in there. I mean, there's there's tons of curious stuff because, I mean, we were talking about how it doesn't look like there's any non-human races. But then, mm-hmm. like, when we see the, the MC and he's older and he has this scar, he's with a band of other people who have a scar. And then, right. like, and the all... leader of that group is, like, talking about how they're at, they're, like, outcasts and, like, our mm-hmm. kind don't question orders we just follow them and it's like does that mean you're like a demi-human or does it just literally like you're literally just an outcast soldier like what, yeah, what does that like, mean like the, uh, the, we don't know yeah it might just be like their their group or it might be not necessarily they're like demi-human but like there's a group of people who are like icons for example versus people who do not have that who have who do not control power they're just yeah but they're like you're they're still like both humans, but though. one of them are like you know one of them, one group holds magical ability and the other group just doesn't have any access to it or something like that. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. that's definitely something that Final Fantasy games have played around with before, and I think mm-hmm. that would make sense, especially given that like the slogan for like the new game is the 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 destiny the the crystals have controlled yes. destiny for too long. Which yes. is like saying it's like we're rejecting the idea of gods and magic, which makes, which is again something that has been done before, mm-hmm. and why a lot of people, including me, were like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. I don't want to play Final Fantasy 13 a, a third time. I'm kind of good. Yeah. Like I'm good. Mm-hmm. We we've done this whole Lucy thing. Like I'm good. I I I get it. Y'all are going full atheist. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. <laughs> but like, please. <laughs> Like we've done this whole like Fabula Nova Crystallis thing for three right. whole games. Like I've yeah, had enough. Geez. Yeah. Uh, so, what do you think the Awakening subtitle means for this game? Because it's Final Fantasy Sixteen oh, yeah. Awakening, is it not? Yeah. Mm. And I'm curious if that's do you just think like this is a prequel. Like, is it a Maybe. is it a subtitle of like? Of like, hey, we're announcing the awakening of Final Fantasy 16, or are they announcing like, is it gonna be like, is it gonna be like what we have with Final Fantasy 7 and with Final Fantasy yeah. 13, or it's part or of a larger episodic. universe, or it's right, part this of this could be like part one of three or two or yeah. like, you know, two or something, be. or yeah. like, I'm thinking it might be an episodic thing. It could be an episodic thing. I'm thinking right. maybe it's part of like a larger universe that they're trying to build because like. Could be. So, for example, Final Fantasy XIII was originally supposed to be three games, and it had, mm-hmm. like, this overarching, overarching like, um, universe uh, with that had its own rules called the Fabula Nova Crystallis. And when yeah. they decided to make Final Fantasy XV its own game, they or Final Fantasy XIII its own standalone game, they still, still reuse the Fabula Nova Crystallis lore for... Final Fantasy 15, um, Final Fantasy Typo, and Final Fantasy Aguido. So maybe there's it's a, something like, like that where there's like going to be a larger universe. <laughs> it's going to be hell for you. You're going to have to speculate for like years. Yeah, I'm literally like I'm ta- I'm, I'm really excited, but I'm also just like God. They've already yeah. said that there's going to be no new news about this game. Or like anything related to Final Fantasy 16 till 2021, and I'm like, right. oh, so a God. best case scenario is maybe, maybe we get the game in 2022 if we're lucky. I'm like, you're gonna if literally Dio have real to good sit girl. here for two years. Yep. <laughs> and just about all this living in my head rent free. <laughs> Are you? Did you? So did you manage to snatch a PS5? I have not pre-ordered one. Um. Oh. 
if there are any is there, if there's any listeners who uh want to uh fund Donate. my interest <laughs> I'm, I'm just mm-hmm. kidding, of course, but I'm just like, whoo, what am I going to have to do to get that PS5 money, huh? Right? Stream it's, a lot. Uh, PS5, I think in Canadian's about 600 Uh, Yeah, and if you get the, 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 the higher-up version with more memory mm-hmm. um, and web, web storage as well, you're looking at, like, a, you're looking at close to nine, like, 1K Canadian. Right, yeah, and I remember... <sighs> I, like like circling back on that, I remember in earlier podcasts and just like casual conversations with friends about like speculation on the PS5. I guessed at one point that it was going to be as high as twelve hundred, but in that one thousand range in Canadian, anyways. And you were right. Yeah. Fucking, I don't Absolutely. necessarily want to be. I don't want to be right. It, it's yeah. It's like a you're it right, but you mad, don't dude. want to be. <laughs> it makes me mad because cynicism not paying off. Yeah, like I don't know, dude. It, I you can get a top tier cell phone that something you can use every day. You can get, you can get like some really good parts for a nice PC that you will sure last you, you a lot longer than the... your PS5. Like that's the thing for me is like I have I have bought consoles and I will admit yes. that I have exclusively bought Sony consoles. I've never really had an interest. Um, I've had Nintendo consoles gifted to me and have enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. But I have not purchased any Nintendo consoles of my own accord. I've right. never purchased um, a Microsoft consoles like any of the Xbox series. I've exclusively mm-hmm. owned PlayStation. And more specifically, I've only owned a PlayStation 2, for which I played PlayStation 2 and PlayStation 1 games, and a PS4, mm-hmm. which I've played right. PS4 games on. Um, right. I have owned one of every PlayStation since the first one. Wow. Are you getting one? Are you going to get a 5, Nance? I don't know. Honestly, pre-ordering doesn't seem like much of a of a game to run. Like that's a rat race that nobody wants to run in these that's days. Cause that's true. Yeah. Is it really going but, to be so, uh, something you need to pre-order? Not really. Like. Um. And the other thing too is that first-gen hardware has smacked me before, mm, and, and I'm just kind of like, you know, that I is think true. I might just wait it a little true. bit. The only time that wasn't true was the PS3 because it had PS2 emulator in it. Yeah, so well, it was worth some it. of them did. Some of them, if you yeah. bought the right got, model. Yeah. But you know, the the following generations of that console didn't have it at all. They cut like, it all out. Yeah, they cut it out entirely. I uh, do remember that I bought a late gen PS4 because I did save a lot of money, and at, mm-hmm. by the time it had come out, there were enough games that I specifically wanted to play that exactly. it was made worth, it worth it for it, right? me. Yeah. And Precisely. that's the problem that I always have with consoles is mm-hmm. like. I mean, I'm biased because I'm a PC gamer. And the thing is, if you have a PC and you have Steam, the the amount of games that are available to you is just insanity. Like, you will never get through the entire library of PC games that are out there. Like, if you own a PC, you can find a game that you want to play. Right. The thing with consoles is, like, there are, like just by nature of the market there are console exclusives there are games that like but I, it's if getting I less play them, and less exclusive it is getting less and less exclusive especially yeah. so there are Only... games that are exclusive but a lot of the time that exclusivity now is yeah. limited to a year after the game launches so exactly. like i like yep. final fantasy 16 and final fantasy 7 remake like are are likely going to be launch exclusives to mm-hmm. playstation but i yes. would not imagine um that it will be for much longer than a year because just like we no. saw happen with Final Fantasy 15 and uh, Horizon Zero um, Dawn, I think. Horizon Zero Horizon Dawn, Zero Dawn they were exclusive, they Death Stranding. They were all exclusives yeah. for a year, and then after that year was up, they had um, uh, PC releases. I also <laughs> want to point out, uh, like it hasn't come out yet, but Bloodborne was like one of the big, long-standing PS4 exclusives. Hmm. It's I think at this point, all but confirmed to be coming out for PC. For PC, yeah, exactly. And so for me, it's like, well, I have a couple of options. One is that, you know, do I care that much about spoilers or like having the opportunity to play the game right when it comes out that it's worth paying into the exclusivity and, and getting a console? Right. Or, you know, is it worth just waiting mm-hmm. the one year? And then I'll get it on 
PC and probably also get a bunch of extra features and new content for for my weight. Because the one mm-hmm. thing that actually I am so mad at myself, I bought Death Stranding for PC when it or for um no no PS4, for PlayStation I remember for PlayStation I remember when it came out and yeah. I, I I'm not gonna lie to you like I really enjoyed the game I loved the game the game was so much fun but I am <laughs> infinitely mad at myself that I bought into the fact that it was a PS4 exclusive at the time because if I had just waited the one year it came out on PC. Um, with a bunch of patches and new features to fix some of the gameplay mechanics, like a little bit of light balancing, just like based on feedback from yep. the community, which is awesome. But it also had like the camera mode, and which you would allow you to take beautiful pictures beautiful of your boy. Pictures because like the environments in that game were gorgeous. Like I remember yes, when I streamed I that game, when I played that game, I commented over and over. I think I even mentioned it on the podcast when we recorded way back when yes. that like mm-hmm. I, the one thing I wanted was to be able to take photos and upload the screenshots because the environments were so beautiful the character models were so beautiful i cannot do that on ps4 like i'm so i literally sat and was like if i had just waited a year i would have had the one feature i would say like even like ask yourself this like in so you you know you played death stranding uh you know when it first came out which is great uh i have nothing against anyone who plays a game like for like i like cyberpunk's gonna be a game that i'm playing first day it comes out you know, they had, like that's just what it, that's just how it is. But in the year that passed, was there like no other game that you wouldn't have played? Like you know in what I meantime. mean? Like there, you have content, you have so many other things you could be doing. I'm willing to wait for better versions that I know will come to exactly. my platform of choice. And my yeah. platform of choice also happens to mod a lot and happens mm-hmm. to yeah. So it's like you have community wise oh. and like. Ugh, it's hard. It's just so hard to judge. I have nothing against anyone who wants to get a PS5 either. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, like, me either. Like, it's just, but it's just it's like, so hard to justify. Only Nintendo has it? has real exclusives. Yeah, yeah only Nintendo has too. real exclusives, and then Nintendo also has the problem of false scarcity that they, uh, or not false scarcity oh, of scarcity that they self implement. Yes. So you know, yes. I can kind of understand like if you're a Nintendo person and you play a lot of Nintendo games that like, yeah, you're going to buy it the minute it launches and you're going to pre-order it because if you don't, you're probably not going to be able to get it. Look at all the right. people. It's not like those games ever switch. go on sale anyway. Yeah, they don't. Nintendo, no, Nintendo games, games rarely go on sale and yeah. if they do, it's like, oh, 10 bucks off. Whoop. Yeah. Like Nintendo, oh. like better or worse, Nintendo, at least from the organizational perspective and maybe not the consumer perspective, they know exactly what kind of product they're selling and they've got that shit locked down, down, like, and everything. It, so, look at all the look at yeah. the amount of people right now who still want a switch, not a switch light, a switch, no. and yeah, how people, like they're impossible to get right now. I sold, so I sold my switch at the beginning of quarantine because the truth is I wasn't gonna touch it. My switch was a uh, day one purchase because I wanted to play Breath of the Wild. Played it, I sold it with uh, a couple of games and a, and like the pro controller mm-hmm. for 85% of its uh value you, and at that point that switch was already 3 years old. Yeah. Yee. Like you they, don't they normally don't... do that with consoles. Yeah, normally consoles like decrease in value hard after yeah, they'll the go down first, to like 50% if after you're buying the first year. Used. But that is not the truth. Like, it's very common now for a, a Switch in good condition to, to to do exactly what Jade just described, where it's selling for yeah. 75% or more of yep. its, like, purchase Original retail value. value. Yeah, mm-hmm. because, they're, because they sell games, the, the, the software they also sell is literally locked down to... Like, it's funny because, however, it's not the case for Nintendo where, like, Skyrim went to the Switch... Uh, like like other third party sort of big games, not necessarily exclusives, but they also made their way to the Switch. But the Switch also just holds on to their exclusives because of the publishing rights, because of the IP exactly uh, that they control, which is like amazing. Whereas like, like uh, Microsoft doesn't have Bungie anymore; they don't have mm-hmm. Rare anymore. No, nope. uh, mm-hmm. P- uh, like PlayStation never actually had an exclusivity contract with like Square Enix, obviously, because yeah. Square will produce for pretty much anyone. As long as they like are reasonable, it, about it's what in their interest to on. do so. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, but 
it's it's gonna be interesting like uh, i going back to like just final fantasy 16 i think that looks like a game that's worth it i think uh, the spider-man game looks worth it uh, yeah like I, there are games that really do you know. look like yeah there's there's gonna be value in 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 the ps5 it's yeah. just it's just a thousand dollar console it's a thousand dollar console and i don't know like are there that many games? Are there going to be that many launch titles that's going to be worth it to me? Or is it like going to be a scenario where, yeah. like I had with Death Stranding where it's like, hey, you know, maybe there's going to be a couple games that like really are going to stay exclusive or are just never going to get yeah. ported to PC and I'm going to, you know, this, never get to play them and that's okay. But are, are like the, the real games that I care about that I really, really want to play, right. is it going to be worth just waiting that one year? Just, I would honestly advise people, if you're thinking about buying a PS5 or couldn't get your hands on one, and you're not going to die if you don't play a game on release, consider buying a gaming laptop. And, and just see wait. How, and see how well your bet on buying a gaming laptop will look like in two years when Final Fantasy 16 comes out. Yeah. Yes, you may not be able to play it in two years when Final Fantasy 16 actually technically comes out, but see how the other, the, the remaining li library from like the PS5 launch library comes down in price, is like becomes available on a PC platform, and just see like if the quality of life from ha owning a laptop, which is something that most people use on a more regular basis. Yeah, exactly. A specialized gaming component, right? But that's your mileage may vary. I, I I'm not here to I'm not here to. It's that. it's all it's all down to it, personal but, taste, right? And and yeah. what suits your lifestyle, and you know, make the best decisions you, you can with your wallet. You mm -hmm. But yeah, it it was pretty insane. Um, speaking of Switch, though, there was something that has really piqued my interest. Uh, as as I guess a gamer. I want to say sort of the gaming experience. Um, so recently in the last, I want to say in the last three months, maybe, maybe four, because time is a soup nowadays. And <laughs> you dip into that time soup of the past year. And you're like, I don't know exactly what happened when, uh, but for any animal crossing, new horizon fans, uh, we're seeing something that I don't think has really been seen before, but sort of been mentioned sideways, like, which is, um, we're seeing social media platforming and sort of promotional platforming. And we're not just talking like advertising. We're talking like, uh, awareness platforming crossover via Animal Crossing. Cause like the, the Trevor project was, which is an LGBTQ uh organization that supports i believe it's mostly uh teens and youth of that community um they did a cross promo with animal crossing and i believe there was like clothing and decorations that you could get that were trevor project specific that you could mm -hmm. buy and you know put into your animal crossing game and then also uh crossing into some u.s politics uh aoc alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and also I believe Joe Biden have had digital campaigns in Animal Crossing and I believe AOC just straight up plays Animal Crossing anyways but she was like this is a way I'm going to reach out is through this game and I don't know how, my, how well that's going to do for her but I think that's first of all really cool idea but second of all like with I think the Joe Biden campaign like I think they were making like campaign signs and stuff which is, I don't know. I, I, I kind of don't know how to feel about it. I, I like, I don't know if I want politics in my games. Yeah. yeah that's a I, weird it's, one. it's definitely weird because like, it's, as you said, it's never really been done before. Like it's, it's continually been a thing through online games in general, where like individual players will, project or share their political beliefs their political alignments their yes. interests that's yep. always you been a thing your own stuff because you can fun. always exactly you can always create your own things as a as a player but it's sure. unheard of for and like it's very it seems very new into the world of like it seems like it's only a thing that could have happened this year where like you are seeing political parties government affiliated individuals government affiliated organizations in 
I don't necessarily, I don't know if pri- private spaces is the right way to describe it, but it's it, it, virtual. In, but it's like in, not just privacy; it's the yeah, virtual in, space. In virtual it's, it's, it's entertainment space. In enter- too. yeah, exactly. Like, like you know, it's one thing to see it in like TV, where you might have like a banner that scrolls across your the bottom of your TV that says, or like, like you, you know, know a political candidate shows up on a late night show and, and does an interview. But it's very yeah. unheard of. Like, it's just if like we have. You have your political. You have Joe Biden and AOC in Animal Crossing, and you can go visit right. and, and visit their island and things like that. Like that's yeah, so it's wild like, to me. But then there's it's also innovative, like right? yeah, it's innovative and it's different and it's it's like kind of weird also because you also have like situations where you have like the U.S. Army on Twitch. Yes, I've heard that, but I've heard. I don't want to get into that too much because I've only heard bad things. <laughs> yeah, no, there's nothing. There's, a, there's, there's not things. a lot positive to say about that. Yeah, let's back like, away from that one. Let's, yeah, uh, we'll leave just, that. Just uh, like, we'll leave that landmine where it is. But yeah, if you want to Google it, do it on your own time. I'm not willing to talk about it because my God, they've handled it super it's, poorly. It's not gone well. Oh, whereas I will say that in the case of political candidates in Animal Crossing, has been largely harmless like there's not been anything negative (laughs) it's 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 more just a hey we're here and i mean there's no like there's no laws against like digital or virtual advertising your campaign any in any way then like it would be no different than if aoc said hey come to my house and i'm gonna have a bunch of lawn signs and and do a press conference in front of my house it's weird, like the the phrase that comes to my head about this sort of scenario is that it's more cyberpunk than cyberpunk. Yeah, like like there's there's some weird like connotation in my head about that kind of thing. I don't know. I I really don't know how to feel about it. I don't want to see. I don't want to see ads necessarily in my games in general. I don't want anything that like interrupts the. I am playing a game moment you know like I, yeah uh, i don't want to see real life shit in there like but i also don't know how to feel about sort of like this approach which is like it's campaigning it's not just advertising it's actual campaign it's actual campaigning like we are we are talking about our platforms and 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 what we want people to consider when voting but it's just it's so strange because it's like again it's like it feels like it's only something that could have happened in 2020 like given just the state of the world the scenario, in general yeah. right now it just feels mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know, like any other year, it would just be like, no, why are yeah. you campaigning in, in Animal Crossing? But, you know, it's kind of like in 2020, well, where else are you going to campaign? You're not right. going to be able to go visit people in person, so you need to create some virtual space to campaign. Mm-hmm. Why not do that in a space where your audience already is? You know, it, yeah, it, like... Like, it, it makes sense, but it's just like, it is weird. Like, if you had talked to me five years ago and told me that like I could talk to a presidential candidate and see their campaign in animal crossing. I would have been like, you are, you are like, I don't know what you have eaten today, but it clearly wasn't good for your brain. (laughs) To be fair, there are a lot of things about 2020. I could say to myself five years ago. And I'd be like, no, that's not real. Like that's not real. That's very true. But now it's real. I want to, and, and I, I do want to make one clear distinction as well. It's not like this whole campaigning thing and like the potential like ads or whatever. It's games and any sort of games are a form of art, and art has always had social and political commentary built yes, in. That is um, very true, especially relevant to its time. But mm-hmm. this is something different. It's this it's, is it's different. Be- it's different in the way because it's not the artist showing you their exactly. personal uh, their interpretations, their interpretations, yeah. their particular mm-hmm. affiliations, their views. It's a, a third party, completely separate from the artist, showing their platform right. or sharing their platform via the artist's. Like creation, framework. yeah, via the artist yeah, framework. If if a, if a politician from any country, uh, you know, representing any party, suddenly decided to do like a party rally and like Final World Fantasy, Final Fantasy fourteen, or Final Fantasy, yeah, or Final Fantasy fourteen, or anything like that, 
that would be just as wild to me. I think it's hilarious that it's being done in Animal Crossing. But again, like I just I I it's so weird. I, we're just along for the ride. Like yeah. I don't know really what to hope we for are. other than I just I don't want to see ads. I also but it's I just, don't know how I feel like, about the campaign. There's just such a weird blending and this year yeah, has only worlds. accelerated it, but there's this weird blending between like the real world and like the world digital, the, the, the digital virtual world where you're like yeah. hey i did all my work stuff today i'm gonna go decompress and like just <laughs> and disassociate from reality on, in, online on and then it's like but no you're actually not <laughs> right i don't know like I'm, online I'm... is the real world now that yeah. like at all times Oh god, imagining what if you were on like VR chat and someone hosted a, like a yeah. convention, not not I, a convention, like a like a, like a, a rally. convention there. I, I, and, I and then you could and then you just have like a bunch of people in all sorts of their like stupid like WeChat skins so you've got like furries <laughs> and lollies and then like some giant dude and like, you know, yeah. some Homer Simpson and Hank Hill dude. Uh, just listen, standing in the you've crowd. Said it, like, you have now manifested it into existence. Yeah. I don't know who it's going to be, I don't care much but it's going to happen. <laughs> like, we yeah. are going to see this it. This is all your fault. Especially You're with welcome. the rise of VTubers, we are going to see a oh, political no. rally in VRChat. I don't VR know chat. who it's going to be, but it's going I bet to happen. It's already been happening. Vote for me. <laughs> Vote for me. Yeah. Jay. Yeah. I have no. ideas and opinions. Oh, God. Uh, I'm so sorry about those ideas and But thank you for listening. And I think speaking of thank you for listening, thank you for listening, because I believe we've pretty much reached an end here. Uh, thank you, Dio, for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. congratulations again thank you. for your board of directors position. Thank you, Nancy, for also joining me. You're always awesome to have around. Uh, you are I really on. appreciate you guys, and I would appreciate Angelo, but he's not conscious, so yeah. Oh well, <laughs> that's his own fault. It's fine. Exactly. Exactly. Do not question uh, it. I did nothing. Yep. No, you did. You are doing amazing things. You do amazing things all the time. Oh, so. thank you. Yeah. As do you, Jay. Yeah, you uh, do too. Pat yourself on the back, also. Boy. <laughs> I wish more of those things weren't recorded. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Anyways, we'll catch you guys next episode. Uh, I believe we have one more for September, and then maybe we'll already be in October. Who knows? It's mad. What is time, anyway? Right? I can't wait to talk about Halloween and how much we're not having it. <laughs> oh, boy. More depressing right? subjects. Yep. Um, until then, we'll catch you next time. This is Jay. Saying bye. Thanks for listening. Bye from Dio. Nice to see you. Bye.